Hi, I'm Mandy. And I'm Heather. And this is our producer, Kayleen. Hi there. We're so glad you're here. Here's the thing. You have uncomfortable storylines in your life. We are creating a space for vulnerable storytellers to open up about growth and refinement. You deserve the same relationship with grace because it is so much more than a Bible buzzword. Welcome to Uncomfortable Grace. Well, hi, everybody. It's Mandy here with Heather Converse, my co-host, and we are excited to welcome you back to another episode of the Uncomfortable Grace podcast. These have been so much fun. So much fun, but gut-wrenching at the same time, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's totally exposing. <laughs> they've, become, <laughs> they've become very good, like, open journal activities. You are excellent about getting your feelings slash um, experiences onto paper lately. And um, I've been less disciplined at it. So I've been enjoying these conversations. Oh, thank you. I'm glad they've been helping too. I, that's kind of the thing is I realized as an external processor, you know, sometimes it's Mm -hmm. really helpful for me to just talk it through, whether it's by myself um, or with someone else just listening, but it's a different, a completely different process to do it and then record the external processing and share it with strangers but I think it's great oh my gosh I think we should do that um we should do a coaching session where we we record it but that's a that's another topic (laughs) that would be a good one and yeah you know speaking of coaching we were just talking about how um I just launched a five-week group coaching course on processing through grief and it's there's you know school year is coming to an end and women's fight night is on fire and underway and everything is happening all at once and it's going too fast and I feel like wow I am just super overwhelmed right now oh my gosh I feel like I feel like we're overwhelmed always because it's finances, family, family stuff, like relationships. Yeah. There's, it's almost (laughs) kind of unending. It's kind of like drinking from Mm -hmm. a fire hose when we are these, you know, busy, extroverted, authoritative, (laughs) involved women in our lives and our communities. And it becomes really, really easy to get overwhelmed so quickly. Even Kayleen was saying the other day, and I love her straightforward, directness, just direct nature. She's just yeah. like, yeah, I'm overwhelmed. Hard stop. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like those are the moments where Coach Mandy comes through and wants to fix, right? Or even parent. As a parent, I just want to say, oh, you know, how can I help? What can I do? What can I, what do you need? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to shift? And I feel like that's the internal dialogue when I hear about someone else's overwhelm and it's just not always, the, those aren't really the right questions to ask when there's excessive overwhelm, especially of someone else, you know? Right. I, th- I think that's 
do you think that's the nature of most women you know just to come under come come around and and want to provide support and security and offer advice and um a lot of times it can come across as noise but boy i have Mm -hmm. received so so much amazing advice over the years even if i didn't want to listen to it like (laughs) on how not to be overwhelmed i always often think of um surfers and how calm they are right Mm -hmm. but um Many, many times when I felt overwhelmed, it was that picture of me trying to come up from air for air and then getting crashed underneath the swell again and then fighting to come up for air because I thought that's what I, that was my method at the the time was to fight it. Mm. But at some point you learn to kind of go under with the swell and there's this like relaxed thing that comes. So I think what I heard you saying was the, um, historically you've been that swimmer, that surfer who, when the wave has come, has fought to find the surface instead of going to that place of surrender and realizing, oh, I float. Yeah. I, yeah. When you get caught under the, that current there, there, at some point you just, there's a surrender that happens and you're just caught in that swell and you relax under there. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. Um, yeah. When is the last time you were experiencing overwhelm? I mean, it's been, it's probably been a recent thing. It's okay. probably been since I was have been going through a divorce and had to uh, change careers. And I think most men and women, if everything's chaotic out in the world, as long as they have that hub and that place of protection and safety, they can kind of, um, I don't know, continue to keep going from that place of safety. So I've had to learn to go internally and of course, naturally to God to be that complete and total source Mm -hmm. of peace in the middle of the chaos. So what is the, what's the internal first internal thoughts when you recognize, okay, overall, because you just listed so many hugely life-altering things that you've been walking through but I'm curious if you are cognitively aware of of your thoughts the second the overwhelm starts to hit or if you immediately go to no I know the answer here like what's the what's the pause before you get to that foundation of internal connection well it's advantageous to listen to your own preaching when you've <laughs> uh, taught your kids that adversity is going to come. Right. It's always going to come. And there's no way to prepare for it except to stay in that place of gratitude. Hmm. Um humor is a big one for my family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but 
I mean, there's a lot of breaking, breaking down at the core that's happening. Like I'm always trying to capture those moments where I'm like, oh, this is going on a deeper level and I'm visible to my babies. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be this, this catastrophic, like complete and total mess. Um, so yeah, I think the, the monologue is what have you been teaching to them? What have you been instilling into them? This is your opportunity to arrive. But I, I also hate it when people say chaos and overwhelmed is an opportunity. Right. I mean, that's so cliche and kind of annoying sometimes, right? Well, it's dismissive. It is dismissive. So, yeah, you're just constantly going to those tools that you have been trying to um, not just provide your family, but provide for your own heart yeah. in those, in those scenarios. Looking at that dismissive thing that you said, I, it reminded me of a, um, an author that I follow named KJ Ramsey. I really like her work. She, she writes about grief and lament, and she's also a pastor and she's survived uh, a lot of illness in her life. And she wrote, gosh, today, preaching to yourself can easily become punishing yourself. We want to Mm -hmm. preach ourselves into courage, but courage begins with compassion. And I, I thought about like, even just thinking about you saying, okay, I've been teaching my children how to navigate these waters, how to handle themselves in complex, painful moments of overwhelm. What am I, what am I living out in front of them? But like fighting that internal narrative to struggle well and try not to like set a poor example, quote unquote, can be, I feel like so many of us and myself certainly go to the other extreme of, of unintentionally beating ourselves up, even just in our subconscious, because we're trying Mm -hmm. to navigate overwhelm because we've done it well in the past or because we are setting an example. Um, And you even said, I don't want to fall apart in front of my kiddos, be a mess. Yet I also know you to be someone who has grace for yourself in those moments where you're falling apart and your kids have to know that your mom, their mom is so capable, but also has limits just like they have limits. They're human and they're going to have moments of breakdown where that has to be allowed in a safe space. Right. Oh, that's so, so true. That's so true. I mean, I know if I hadn't um, offered myself the opportunity and grace to step away from the overwhelmed and just be present in that moment. And I've disciplined myself um, over and over and over and over and over again. And then, um, and then something more drastic comes, right? That's life. Like it's just, it's just yeah. like, um, I think that's what you, I, I think you're accurate in saying like giving yourself the allowance to kind of muddle like through all of that as well, because mm-hmm. you're just going to a deeper, deeper place 
Mm. And somehow, I don't know, somehow there, there is that built in resilience, the ability to pivot quickly and recover quickly and offer yourself moments of grace and um, self-love and refrain from the, the shame and all of the, the nonsense <laughs> that um, I know my mom's generation experienced firsthand. Hmm. Yeah, I think one of the ways that we can experience grace for ourselves in overwhelm in those moments where everything is just swirling and you, it would be really easy to go very task oriented. You know what I mean? Yes. Like say, Mm -hmm. okay, well I can brush my teeth. That's the next right thing I can do. And the next right thing is an amazing methodology, right? It's what is the least resistance? What is the simple task that you can do that alleviates a little bit of pressure? Um, But lately I've been, feeling very overwhelmed um, and decided to ask myself some what if questions because I, I tend to say yes out of an obligation to future me right I have this vision of what I want to become and what I'm working toward and what I want to build on behalf of all the people and so I'll say yes to things thinking well this will benefit people because of course the truth is it probably will but does it serve my long-term vision or does it actually help me live into my values or am I just taking on more because I'm capable of it which is going to lead me to overwhelm and burnout right so I've been giving myself a lot of grace to just ask well what happens if this burns what happens if I say no what happens if this thing that I love is actually in a season and it needs to go dormant for a while and I have found that the truth usually is the outcome will be less severe less like damaging or traumatic than I think I'm also not nearly as important as I think and I say that with all of the humility I can muster I'm just not I would be happy to be replaced I'm important I know my value don't don't hear me say the opposite I would yeah, be very no, happy to be replaceable, right? As a coach, I don't want people to rely on me for their growth. I don't want to be the responsible one for their outcomes. Mm -hmm. I want to be the one empowering them. But if I look at a, a organization or a program and I say, without me, it falls apart. That's not really something worth sustaining because even, even in my guts, like immature versions of me used to say, I'm going to disappoint you on purpose. People would put me in this position of like, I don't know, authority or respect something I'd said or done. And out of just a childish desire to not be put in a box, I would go out of my way to disappoint them. Like sabotage it. I used to do that too. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Because you know why? Honestly, I don't hear the negative in, in those words. I hear what you said a few comments back about, is it? does it serve my value system? Mm-hmm. Like, does it serve my value system? If I could have had um, that kind of like 
that thought process when I was your age, oh my gosh, it would have <laughs> saved me so much time and energy and literally verbatim, you are saying everything that we've all thought at one point, like <laughs> you know, this is all to obtain, um, you know, the skill set and everything that's, that, that um, I desire for my future, for my family's future. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just kind of, and, <laughs> and adequately enough, you, you, you ne- no longer try to sabotage um, the other stuff either. You just, you know, there's just like a hard, gentle, no, <laughs> Anyway, so like you we were saying, trying not to, to succumb to um, that ambitious thing in us that really ends up working to our demise and we just end up falling flat on our faces. But I've experienced um, upon listening to you just going like, hey, you know what? I facilitated this. I've um, things are, have, are set in motion. And if I, if I let it, you know, go for a little while, it's going to pick up right where it left off, it left off. And that's really, that's like the epitome of success in my opinion and how not to become overwhelmed. Yeah. So I have, I have a question for you. Uh, one is a time what is it? Sorry, words. Come on, words. We can do the things. Come <laughs> Tell me about a time when you have pulled the plug on something that you thought was really foundational and mm-hmm. you knew, okay, this is important to me. This totally aligns with my values. It aligns with the, the vision I have for my future. But uh-huh. in this season, it needs to take a back seat. It needs to go dormant. And how did you, how did you hold yourself with grace? Like practically, what did that look like for you? Oh my gosh. So I guess because I'm so extreme and um, my process, I had to say, I just right out of the gate, I'm, I'm hyper intuitive. Um, I feel like I'm hyper connected to um, what I know I'm capable of and how to kind of screen that stuff. So I exercise saying no to so many fabulous opportunities (laughs) in front of friends and family that were like flabbergasted. And that in and of itself was like, I mean, I'm not trying to boast, but I felt like it was a very courageous thing to do. Sure. Um, and that started like literally in my early twenties. So, and it didn't, it didn't ever seem to get easier. Isn't that funny? <laughs> so, um, great. But when my coaching stuff started really taking off and started to advance on a national level, Um, that was right at the same time that my family needed dire attention and I didn't know, (laughs) 
<laughs> that it was going to land where it's landed today. And I don't regret saying, hey, um, this is going to have to wait. And I, I had full support from those that were a, a part of that. And I feel like they're still within reach. And there's no really concrete way of knowing um, that there's security there or that that's, that's going to be available forever. And I think that's how people get in, caught in the trap um, yeah. of overwhelmed, of being overwhelmed. It's a trap because we always feel, feel like we're going to lose there's something to lose and that's where you have to I feel like weigh all the things yeah I mean they gave us a, a word for it right they introduced FOMO they literally defined this fear of missing out of <laughs> yeah you have it like tattooed on your body in invisible ink hi <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> But it's not. I, I feel like I get extra credit for saying no because I do have FOMO. I, I know when you were like, yeah, no, I say no all the time. I thought that's actually true. And you do get extra credit because <laughs> holding out, although to be quite clear, sometimes saying yeah. no is holding out for the better thing that's coming every single day. And it's not always, not always. I was wisdom. hoping you were Sometimes it's avoidance. Sometimes it's just the, uh, no, I don't want to do that because there's funner people that are ready to call i'm sure of it i love that you said that <laughs> it can go so both much, ways. So much goodness in that. Uh -huh. yeah um but i was gonna say what is something that speaking of the funnest thing you can think of um when i am on the brink of overwhelm especially yeah. when it's nice weather and we're pretty fortunate in southern oregon to have mostly nice weather um I try to get outside, but specifically, I like, I'm currently obsessed with paddle boarding. I tried it a few years ago and finally was able to get some last summer, maybe it was the summer before. I don't remember. I think it was the year before because 2020, nothing, nothing happened. I don't think we left our house. So it must've been the year prior, but, um, that's like the go-to for me because as a person whose productivity is always connected to our overwhelm is always connected to productivity, to creating something, to producing something, to engaging with someone. I love the paddleboard because I can't, I don't have the courage to take my phone out there with me. So I can't capture any images for social media. I can't write anything. I can't save any thoughts that come to my mind. I mm. get to just speak out and talk to myself or whoever I'm with and everything that's created in that time is me and it is the most at first it was overwhelming because I thought I was going to lose something mm. important and then mm. I, I recognized and this kind of came back from even just earlier conversations when I was younger believing that if this was important if this was something I needed to hold on to it'll come back to me and I won't have lost the thought or lost the concept. Um, and it, it, it has become such a place of refuge that in the shower, it's the same idea. Like if I'm in the shower and I have some ideas in my mind, I'll think, okay, well, I'll remember it when I get out. And the other day, <laughs> I 
<laughs> the other day I was in the shower and I had this thought of, um, oh, I know how I'll collect that information. I'll just create a form on Google. And then when someone wants to talk to me about this thing, I'll send them the link to the form. They'll put their information. I'll have it all in one place. Apparently I've had this idea before because I went to create the form oh, and I already had gosh. it. I'm like, when did I do that? Like two months ago, <laughs> totally forgot about it. Created it, moved on. I thought, okay, amazing. that's good. See, that's a great example of, I didn't write it down. If the thought means something, it'll come back around. I thought that was funny that I'd already done that, but that's kind of what I did today too. Writing that article. Well, yeah. That 15, I wrote 1500 words in an hour and I felt so accomplished great. and I went to post it and I thought, what's this article in my submission queue? Cool. I already wrote the article for this assignment. Great. Yep. Okay, no, I have a bonus. <laughs> All right, extra points. Wow. Um, wow. Anyway, I was going to ask, so what? what's your, uh, your go-to, I'm overwhelmed and I don't want to be responsible to or for anyone? Um, I think I mentioned it before, gratitude. Mm, yes. Just sitting there, just <laughs> right there with the raw in my face and just i don't know regaining perspective mm -hmm. and and then of course just dancing right <laughs> because yeah um i i don't know i used to when i used to dance uh as far as like a, a like a, a worship mm -hmm. type dance I used to feel like oh my gosh it, it feels like somebody just pulled the roof off of my house and everyone mm -hmm. can see right so that was like a discipline in and of itself yeah um just learning to just be free from all expectations mm -hmm. um but it's even it's it's more than just being free from expectations. It's kind of, um, it's kind of more of a steadfast thing. Like now I can just approach this with a, with, with new sight. Yeah. And a refreshed heart. Mm. So there is not, there's no escape there. There's no escapism. And I think, mm. I think that's what a lot of people are faltering into, not to their, discredit you know right yeah that's yeah I think that's so powerful I think it's very it's wise as well but it also just speaks to the value of remaining present in the middle of things that are uncomfortable specifically the fire of overwhelm how it, it can feel like something is burning and yet it's just information mm -hmm. it's just telling us let's realign our vision with our values our focus with our our alignment of who we are and where we want to go and I think that mm -hmm. yeah that that willingness to remain grateful in the midst of I mean it's it's so funny that we become overwhelmed by how much right it's always that there's too mm. much there's too much I don't have capacity well one day you said a long time ago that our capacity is always increasing. And mm. I've 
I've struggled with that over the years, back and forth to say, no, I actually have to be willing to say, I don't have capacity for this right now. Versus Mm -hmm. the truth is I have great exceptional levels of capacity. Mm, What I choose to lean into for my, with my capacity has to be really intentional and really, I, I really have to be discerning because it's very easy. And you mentioned this earlier too, for women, especially, I think, but especially women in the church to just serve every freaking way possible, completely burn out and not understand why nothing makes sense at some point, because we lose sight of our vision. We've lost sight of our values. Maybe we've even lost sight of who we are. And so going that other direction to escapism, like you mentioned, can be very detrimental. I don't know. I was offered an experience, one of many, where uh, a particular particular leader um, within the church, and that's nothing against the church because, I mean, this is, I can offer you. Well, growth, (laughs) man. Yeah. Stories about, you know, work experiences just like this. And I remember like being vulnerable, um, on some level and saying, I need to bow out. This is what's happening. And it was, it was a really, really rough season. Um, and I remember he said, okay, pause. Does that mean you're not going to be able to promote my book now? And like, I, I remember thinking like, what would my 23 year old self have done in that circumstance? Of course I can. Oh my gosh. That's what I would have done. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's, I, I don't think that's all negative, you know, like let your yes be yes and your no be no. Right. So we do want to show up for our yeses. Um, I think a lot of times if you have any ounce of an, an integrity, you're going to apply that where you know, your words preceded you. Right. Sure. So I, I don't know that there's, we get to learn from our mistakes. I agree. And our, our, our overcommitments. Yes. So that's where I would say, so I'm going to push back a little on the let your yes be yes, because I know I've, I've said that for a very long time. I know it's biblical and I know it's valuable, but I feel like sometimes my yes being yes. Yeah. Means I have lost sight of serving my own vision and serving my own story. Personally, I only came to understand myself in such a healthy way in the last year and a half when all of a sudden I'm not even capable of serving anyone else's vision. I can't show up and serve at church because we're immune, immune compromised in my house. Right. So yeah. I had to drop yeah. out of that. I stepped out of worship team years ago, all I these other love things. And I started asking the Lord, like, what does my dream look like? Who am I? And what am I called into? And, yeah. and, and, and even to the point where there were some times when I would ask, you know, my close friends, Hey, I don't know how to dream on my own behalf right now. I can't be myself very well. Hmm. Speak to the vision of my story. Speak to my life. Speak to my values and who you say, who you see me as and how I'm living my life. And help me discern. Did I say yes to a thousand things out of an obligation that was unhealthy? 
out of an attachment. Because I'll tell you, speaking of dysfunctional work relationships, not to say anything against the, the workplace, because we could say it about the church, right? Everything. Same yes, thing. Totally. Exactly. Yep. I said yes to an abusive workplace situation for years out of a misplaced obligation of, I said I could do this. And I know I have capacity to do it, but it completely compromises who I know I am and what I said that I would do, even though I committed to someone who I should never have committed to. And it really took a lot of mitigating factors and observations and intentional time spent with people who know me well and saw what was going on and were willing to say, you know what? Yeah, you committed to that. It's okay to break that commitment because your commitment isn't being honored in the way that you expected it to be honored as well. And I think that that, that for me, and that it's probably, I'm certain that it's different from your, your circumstance that you were talking about, but I do just feel like that can be one way that we as a church offer grace to one another, where we actually let people off the hook for their commitments, but then also don't demonstrate bitterness or snark or um, dismissal toward them after the fact, because that's probably happened to me plenty of times where I've said, you know what, I thought I could do this, but I just can't right now. And I've received, you know, plenty of, oh, well, okay, great. Thanks. It's completely different because just to kind of co-sign on what you're saying, uh, most people that are close to you in your close circle knew that you were still showing up for that. Yes. And that knew, okay, I support her not participating in this because yeah, it does completely compromise, um, who she is. And that's part of the goal. That's part of the end game. People, (laughs) we need to support each other in that. And anybody who has, is just even half witted, I hate to come across that way is going to recognize that in someone that they love, that that's what they're ultimately pursuing and there's going to be hiccups along the way. And yeah. so a hundred percent, a hundred percent, anybody that cares for you and deserves to be in your life would recognize that that's, that's how we learn. Yeah. 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 I feel like we could talk about this conversation for the next 12 hours. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not. Let's just not. Because that would be a bit overwhelming if I'm being honest. Oh my God. Be a little bit much. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question that I may have asked before, but I wanted to just end it on this. Um, yes. Oh gosh. I'm scared. You should ah! not be scared. Okay. If you were to pick okay. an, uh, a new adjective for your life right now going forward to describe who you are, uh, what you're carrying into this next season through the overwhelm as you come through it what uh what adjective would you would you pick oh my gosh um well the phrase came to me a few months ago uh multiple victories so i would say victorious yes 
there's nothing like having a victory in the bag to lead you forward with some confidence, right? I'm, I'm witnessing that firsthand all the time because I'm coaching, you know, first grade soccer. <laughs> and the second oh they get goodness. a goal, it's like the world has broken open and they can do no wrong. They're like, oh we gosh. are dominators. Yeah. And then they howl on the, on the field because they're all so crazy and super intense. <laughs> I love it. I admire you for doing that too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it's something. I'm not very, I have a co-coach because he's much greater with children and in general as a human being than I am. So it's a better, it's a good match up of coaches. But. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I can't wait to talk to you. Um, obviously before the next episode, but <laughs> in the next episode, I, I really, really want to touch on, um, on the coaching you're doing well yeah let's do it let's talk about coaching next episode yes okay awesome Sounds good all right Heather. night bye have the best night ever you love thanks for listening to the uncomfortable grace podcast here we are inviting men and women who demonstrate great levels of self-compassion risk brave decision making and uncomfortable seasons to hold space for themselves and allow us to take a peek in at the process. Questions, comments, we'd love to hear from you. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Tell us your story. Find us on Instagram or shoot us an email at uncomfortablegracepodcast at gmail.com. Music from our episode is from Mix On, and you can find them at bandcamp.com. Thanks to our producer, Kayleen, and Studio Hall for the recording space. Like, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you listen. This week's episode is sponsored by Danny Hall Photography. You can find him on Instagram at Danny Hall 11.